Welcome to Faith, Fact, and Fiction with your host, Len Parsons, on Anchor FM. Always something unique and different. Visit us at www.pastorlen.com. Introduction As long as we say something is impossible, we are not responsible to change it. The moment I declare change is possible, I am responsible to change. Pastor Lin I am waiting for the change to come, but God is waiting for my choice to change. I am waiting for change. God is waiting for choice. We fall into the trap that says, if I can't change it, there is nothing for me to do. No action for me to take. Yet there is an action I can take. I can call out to the one who can change it all. When I can change it, I can make a choice that will lead to it changing. Change comes through choices. Chapter 1. Change Change happens through choices. When choices become actions, change occurs. Your actions determine your direction. When you change your direction, you change your destiny. It's all determined by making the choice to change. Pastor Len I can choose to lay in bed and feel sorry for myself, or I can get up and start doing something about it. I can rehearse all the lines, I'm not who I used to be, or I'm never going to get another opportunity. Maybe you hear, it's too late now, or you are too old. I want you to remember you may retire from work, but you cannot retire from life. People are retiring from life in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, giving up hope of things changing in their life. If it's not working, it's time to change. It is always too soon to quit. What is the difference between someone whose life was in a mess in their 20s and someone doing well in their 30s or 40s? They made a choice to change. It doesn't matter if you were in your 60s, you can still make the choice to not be in the same shape in your 70s. Where do you want to be in five years? If you draw back from choosing your future, circumstances will choose a future for you, and it is not always a happy ever after. Every choice you make is a powerful opportunity to alter the arc your life is traveling through time. You can make the choice to change even if you don't yet have the resources to change. Matthew 19.26 But Jesus beheld them, and said unto them, With men this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Mark 9.23 Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. The moment I declare change is possible, I am responsible to change. I am waiting for the change to come. But God is waiting for my choice to change. I am waiting for change. God is waiting for choice. We fall into the trap that says, If I can't change it, there is nothing for me to do. No action for me to take. Yet there is an action I can take. I can call out to the one who can change it all. When I can change it, I can make a choice that will lead to it changing. Change comes through choices. The first choice is to get up. If we cannot get up, we must reach up to the one who can lift us up and help us stand. Sometimes all we need is a moment of clarity. The prodigal son had a moment of clearness, a moment of reality. We could say an epiphany of reality. He came to himself and said, Self, what are we doing? Why are we living on this level? You know we were not born to live in a pig pen. 
Let's go home. Self answered back, It's too far, too much has changed. No one will welcome us. The prodigal said, Listen to me. Self, I am going to return to my father one step at a time. I am going to speak to my dad and say I have messed up big time. Do you know God is waiting to hear your voice? Your Savior is where you are right now to make possible what is impossible in your life. Can we be honest with God? Say we have messed up big time. Forgive me. Help me. Change me. Romans 10.13 For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10.10 For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with that mouth confession is made unto salvation. Jesus, God's only Son, became a man. He has experienced all the temptations life can throw at you, but He did not sin. Instead, He died in our place, for our sins, so we could be reconciled to the Father. On the third day, He was resurrected from the dead and lives forever, to live in us. If we ask Him, He will forgive us for all our sins and come into our hearts and live in us the life He died to give us. Yes, it is true, God loves you. The greatest choice you can ever make is to pray and ask Jesus into your heart. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Your destiny will be to become who God made you to be. The destination of your soul will be heaven instead of hell. It is a hard choice that will turn your situation around. Pastor Len Luke 15, verses 10 through 24. Likewise I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. And he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, and had compassion, and ran, and fell on his neck, and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found. And they began to be merry. Luke 15 verses 10 through 24. It is a heart choice that will turn your situation around. Chapter 2 Choice The Extreme Power of Choice God-Given Choice The right to choose is the most powerful gift given to mankind. 
Jesus is the most wonderful gift, and we have been given the right or ability to choose him. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. John 1, 12 We are talking about a heart choice and not just a head choice. In the depth of who you are, you must decide. God, I don't want to be this way anymore. Please help me, and he will. Sometimes you just have two choices. You keep going or stop. I chose to keep going. 2014. Pastor Len. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing. God can bless you doing what he called you to do. 2013. Pastor Len. God promises everything to the future you. We get confused because we think God promised the young us something that we didn't receive. You are no longer young. God did not promise who you were. He promised who He would become in you. He didn't promise where you were. He promised where you are going. The young Abraham did not receive the promise fulfilled. The future Abraham did. What a young Abraham and Sarah could not do, a future Abraham and Sarah achieved by faith in God. What the young you couldn't do in God, the future you can forever. A young shepherd boy never sat on the throne, but a future King David did. Jacob's young favorite son never saw his dreams come true, but a future Joseph watched every one of them come to pass. The best is ahead, it is not behind. Look ahead and there you will find the glory of God was with you all the time. What about the present you? The present you is very important. What he does every day, the decisions he makes, the action he takes, the steps he takes, the choices he makes, in the hard places, in the really dark places. Are you preparing you for the destiny God has for you? 2 Corinthians 1, 20 For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. The young Abraham received the promise of a son. The present Abraham walked in faith and believed God. A future Abraham received Isaac. And the forever Abraham sees his seed like the stars and like the sand. Young David received the promise. Present David lived in the caves. The future David sat on the throne. The forever David saw his greater son seated on his throne. You see, God's promises are not just to young you, the present you, or the future you. God's promises are to the forever you. The young believer receives the promise. The present believer walks it out. The future believer enjoys the benefit. The forever you says it was worth waiting for. Chapter 3 Action James 1 22. But be you doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Waiting to make a leap into your destiny may hold you back from ever achieving your dream. Pastor Lin Many times God guides in small steps. Often these steps do not look like they are going toward your goal. We must trust that God knows how to get us from here to there. Action is the opportunity that presents itself when we choose to change. When you are willing to be changed, God is willing to change you. We wait for things to change, God waits for us to change. Action is the opportunity that presents itself when we chose to change. 
When we chose to act on what we cannot change, God steps into the situation to overrule on our behalf. Moving mountains out of our way. Your actions determine your direction. It is up to you to begin to act. Begin to take action on the things you want to change. One of the greatest obstacles to change is fear. Fears from the past keep me from stepping into present and future ministry opportunity. Waiting to make a leap into your destiny may hold you back from ever achieving your dream. Many times God guides in small steps. Often these steps do not look like they are going toward your goal. We must trust that God knows how to get us from here to there. We can learn a valuable lesson from Mary in this story. I call it the wedding story. Notice they were in need and notice what Mary says to the servants. Whatsoever he says, do it. John 2 verses 1 through 11. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with you? My hour is not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatsoever he says unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and said to him, Every man at the beginning does set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. God knows the way to fix your problems and bring you to his very best for you. Pray, seek God, and whatever he says, do it. Progress must be measured in obedience to what God is saying to your heart and not measured by distance traveled. Pastor Len We must put into practice what we are hearing and seeing to be successful. We cannot procrastinate and be blessed. When God tells us to do something, it is the opportunity knocking on the door of the impossible. It is the rolling away of the stone for the resurrection power of God to work for you. Pastor Len Responding to what God is saying is your golden opportunity, but opportunity always follows the choice to change. James 1 verses 23 through 25 For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholds himself and goes his way, and straightforward forgets what manner of man he was. But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. We must put into practice what we are hearing and seeing to be successful. We cannot procrastinate and be blessed. It is said you can't steer a parked car and it is true. You must start to move for God to guide you. Progress must be measured in obedience to what God is saying to your heart and not measured by distance traveled. In the kingdom of God, up is down and down is up. Mark 9.35 And he sat down and called the twelve and saith unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all and servant of all.
1 Peter 5, verses 6-7 through 7. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. God can truly do the impossible, but we must also do our part as well. Taking action based on faith will lead us into the impossible becoming possible for you. When God tells us to do something, it is opportunity knocking on the door of the impossible. It is the rolling away of the stone for the resurrection power of God to work for you. Responding to what God is saying is your golden opportunity, but opportunity always follows the choice to change. You decide to change and God will give you the opportunity to move on toward your destiny. Chapter 4 Direction Keep moving toward God. He has your destiny in His hands. Pastor Lin Matthew 6, 33 But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When you begin to take action, faith will begin to work for you. The destiny God has placed in you is ignited in a God moment and released as we walk. Take steps in obedience in His direction. Many people fail because they have their eyes on their goal, when they should have their eyes on their God. In the last chapter, we talked of the importance of taking action. Your actions determine your direction. Are you ready for a new direction? A new direction begins with putting God first. Matthew 6, 33, But seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When you begin to take action doing what God says, faith will begin to work for you. Do not take one step and then stop. Keep moving toward God. He has your destiny in His hands. When you change your direction, you change your destiny. The destiny God has placed in you is ignited in a God moment and released as we walk. Take steps in obedience in His direction. When you change your direction, you change your destiny. Snake on Stairs Dream Many people won't take the next step to a higher level because of a little snake on the next step. Luke 10, 19 Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is an actual dream the Lord gave me one morning. I saw myself in a room full of people who I knew to be believers. They were milling around the room randomly. I could sense they knew they needed to move up to the next level of the house. I could not see why they didn't just make their way up to the level they belonged on. Then I saw it, on a spiral staircase, on one of the steps. It was a little snake with a big mouth. It had the loudest hiss I ever heard in my lifetime of dealing with snakes. It was also the angriest one too. I checked to see if the snake had rattles. It did not, just noise. Fear and intimidation. For the rest of the dream, God's people avoided the only way to the upper or next level. The level they were supposed to be living on was blocked by a little snake. The stairs were a metal spiral type like we had in an A-frame house we used to have church in. There was very little headroom. It was a very tight fit. So there was no room for your feet and the snake. To take steps in the direction you needed to go, you were going to have to deal with that snake. The part that stuck out at the end was how fear kept people from dealing with a snake or even getting someone to help them with their snake. The enemy will use fear to try to make you change your direction. Just keep walking. 
you have to face your fears for yourself. 2 Timothy 1, 7 For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. In the dream, I calmly stepped on the first step, then the second, then the third. The snake vanished as I faced my fears. A man behind me tried to follow me up the stairs, seeing the snake was gone. It suddenly reappeared, causing him to hesitate. You have to face your fear for yourself, I said to him. Just keep taking the steps one by one, even if you feel afraid. The man took another step, then one more, and the snake was gone again. He began to instruct the next lady and so on until all the people were able to reach the next level. Chapter 5 Destiny David changed his destiny when he ran toward his giant. When you change your direction, you change your destiny. Joseph faced the coming famine head on. Jesus set his face towards Jerusalem. There is a calling in your life that has not yet been stirred. Walk on toward God. Discover your destiny. Your destiny is being created by your obedience as you walk toward Him. Pastor Len If I don't know what my destiny is, how can I run toward it? Finding your destiny sometimes is like playing Clue. Sometimes it's like playing a childhood game where you make a guess and they will say warmer or hotter or cool or cold. Sometimes it's like a scavenger hunt. God will place something in your mind, sometimes a word, sometimes a picture, sometimes a dream, sometimes just a thought or an impression to draw your attention. With Moses, it culminated in the burning bush, but it didn't start there. Moses had been getting hints at his divine calling all of his life. Exodus 3.2 And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Moses had been getting hints at his divine calling most of his life. He had stepped out and tried to walk in his destiny before he knew what his destiny really was. Sometimes we try to fulfill a destiny that we don't yet see or comprehend fully at the time. Your destiny is always in God. When you walk towards God, you're walking toward your destiny. Sometimes you may feel like you're having to walk away from your family, friends, all you are familiar with. Genesis 12, 1 Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of your country, and from your family, and from your father's house, unto a land that I will show you. If you look at what you're walking away from, you may be tempted to stay. But if you look at who you are walking toward and see God, you're walking toward your destiny. Many times we want to stay where we are comfortable, even if we are miserable and unfulfilled there. Pastor Len He holds your destiny in his hand. Many times we want to stay where we are comfortable, even if we are miserable there. An unknown is difficult to go toward. But you are going toward the one that you know. You're going toward God. He holds your destiny in his hand. It's similar to a little child learning to walk. So many times the father or the mother will say, Walk to mama, walk to daddy. Now it's true they want you to walk to them, but they have a greater destiny for you than to take a few steps toward them. The goal is to get you walking so that you'll be able to go your entire life and fulfill your heart's desires. Stepping away from what you are leaning on, taking steps toward your father, finding your destiny is to be free to run.
Abraham stepped out and discovered his destiny. Hebrews 11.15 And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. It says in Hebrews that if he had desired, he may have had the opportunity to go back. Your direction determines your destiny. You can decide to go back or you can decide to go forward. Abraham could have died a childless old man. Instead, he inherited the promised land, and his descendants are many nations, walking on the earth today, because Abraham walked toward God. Walk toward the impossible with God by your side. Go in Jesus' name. Go to all the world and preach the gospel. Do the impossible in your life. Walk on and you will discover your destiny. Walk on and you will discover your destiny is not chiseled in stone. Your destiny is to be discovered. Your destiny is known of God, but it has not happened yet. Your destiny is being created by your obedience as you walk toward Him. As you walk toward God, do what your hand finds to do, day by day. You will discover what you're good at, what you were created to do, the hidden mysteries God has placed within you. What is in your hand, in your heart, in your mind? There are levels in you that have never been tapped, levels of empathy, levels of compassion. There are levels of callings, deep calling to deep, God callings in your life but have not yet been stirred. Walk on toward God, discover your destiny. Chapter 6 Definition Definition You are called to define situations and circumstances. You cannot allow situations to define you. You are called to define situations and circumstances. What are you saying about your circumstances? Redefine your life from where you've been to where you're going by redirecting your focus. Pastor Len You are called to define situations and circumstances. You cannot allow situations to define you. What are you saying about your circumstances? What I say about what is going on in me and around me labels them to be filed away in my spirit and mind. My faith searches the files to seek to apply itself, to effect change in my life. If everything is labeled under you for unchangeable or I for impossible, my faith can find very little material to work with. Pastor Len How am I saving my experiences to the computer in my soul? How are you labeling them? Is this a blessing? Is this a curse? Am I facing opportunities or struggles? Is the situation lifelong or temporary? Is this sin forgivable or unforgivable? Is this experience forgettable or unforgettable? Is this account believable or unbelievable? Each entry in the files of my mind is being labeled, possible or impossible. It is not correct English, but essentially each post in my soul is stating whether I can get over this or not. Can this setback be overcome? We are called to relabel situations. Matthew 18, 18, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. We are not called to do it in our own strength. We are to use our faith in God. When Jesus didn't like the fruit, he spoke to the root of unpleasant situations. Mark 11, verses 20 through 25. And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter calling to remembrance said unto him, 
Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be you removed, and be you cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if you have aught against any that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. What we say about our problems labels them, files them into the folders of our soul. We are to call things that won't budge movable, things that won't change changeable, things that are impossible possible. We are to use our words to take action to change our destiny. I must begin to manually open the files, examine their content, and rename them. Something that was impossible as a child, comprehend, may be possible now. For example, being able to process grief, loss, or anger that a five-year-old could only suppress. Many things we label our personality may need to be relabeled as survivor guilt. Possibly feeling ashamed needs to be rewritten as wrongfully blamed. Dealing with the roots changes the fruit. God didn't create me to be an introvert. Childhood experiences caused it. We have been given the ability to redefine what is possible in our lives in Jesus' name. Pastor Len Dream of Renaming Things In the dream I was a part of renaming a situation. That occurred in a big store when I was a child. I felt ashamed and uncomfortable in the store even as an adult. There was a contest going on in the store. I won the right to pull this big switch and rename the store. The view pulled back and I saw the meaning. God is now giving me a new opportunity to be a part of undoing what was done. Winning the contest was God's grace. Allowing me to stand in the same store as an adult and to pull the switch and to rename the store. Now I was the winner, not the loser. The free and not the guilty. The victor and not the victim. God is now giving me a new opportunity to be a part of undoing what was done. Pastor Len Chapter 7 The Miracle is in the Motion Miracles happen when we get in motion. Mercy is found in movement. Luke 19.32 And they that were sent went their way, and found even as he had said unto them. Luke 17.14 And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. John 9, 7 And say unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way therefore and washed, and came seeing. In each of the scriptures the miracle came in the movement. All through the Bible we see people rising up and coming to Jesus. Moving toward God is as simple as a prayer. Someone said, joy depends on what you are willing to ignore. I say, joy depends on what you are willing to change. Jesus said it this way. John 16, 24 Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. What am I willing to say about it, and what am I willing to pray about it? 
1 John 1 4, and these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. 2 John 1 12. Having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face, that our joy may be full. John 16 23. Whatsoever you shall ask in the Father in my name, he will give it you. Change comes when I align my will with his will, my words with his words, my heart with his heart. Change comes when I align my thoughts with his thoughts, my ways with his ways. Isaiah 55, 9 For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Come on now. How could such a little thing like the words I say and the thoughts I think change the big things in my life? Change comes when I align my will with his will, my words with his words, my heart with his heart. Change comes when I align my thoughts with his thoughts, my ways with his ways. Pastor Len Chapter 8 The Key is Always Smaller Than the Lock how could such a little thing like the words I say and the thoughts I think change the big things in my life? If God asked you to do some hard thing, you would do it. So why not do the little things He is telling you to do? How could such a little thing like the words I say and the thoughts I think change the big things in my life? The key is always smaller than the lock. If God asked you to do some hard thing, you would do it. So why not do the little things he is telling you to do? Like this guy in the Bible, we see little value in the little key to our deliverance. 2 Kings 5, 9 So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot, and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought, he will surely come out to me, and stand, and call on the name of the Lord his God, and strike his hand over the place, and recover the leper. Sometimes we devalue the word God gives to deliver us. There are people who want the gift God gave you, but do not want the God who gave the gift. We must resist the pride that tells us we know more than God. Are not Abana and Farfar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldest you not have done it? How much rather then when he saith to thee, Wash and be clean? Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Thank God the Holy Spirit is constantly speaking to us. Whatever he says, just do it. So, whatever little thing God is saying is your key to turn the lock of the big thing in your life. We need to respect the simple, small instructions of God. Zechariah 4.10 For who hath despised the day of small things? for they shall rejoice and shall see. Despise definition in Hebrew, to disrespect, condemn, despise, undervalue. The destiny God has placed in you is ignited in a God moment and released as we walk in His direction. Two questions. 
What am I communicating to my problems about God? What are my problems communicating to me about God? Who is teaching whom? Am I educating my problems or are they educating me? Am I preaching to the problem on the faithfulness of God? Are my problems teaching me God is not faithful? God will give you words to say. Romans 8 says it this way, What shall we say to those things? If God be for us, who can be against us? God's voice is contained in His words. Pastor Len